This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Kelly and Ramia on AMI. Thanks for hanging out with us, being back, and we're here for two hours. Lots of different conversations coming your way. We already had a couple of them, including gaming with Mike Fair, and uh, I'd love to say that I'm going to go check out this game, but honestly, when uh, October 31st passes, like that part of me that wants to get involved in the horror stuff, Grant, is also kind of over. How about for you? Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. I'm I'm already kind of in my like i don't know normal fall mode i feel like the halloween spirit has passed especially if all the candy and chocolate you accumulated is done also it's like now why bother time to go to the store and get the stuff that's on discount (laughs) exactly uh ramia it is time for our uh time to welcome back fern lalam from the uk for our bi-weekly check-in What's on your mind? I'm Fern Lullum from the UK, and whether serious, silly, or somewhere in between, I've got you covered. Let's face it, the most effective therapy is a chat with your bestie. Hi. Hi, Fern. Welcome back to the show. And we've got a really cool topic today. We're talking about fear. Yes. We are. Thank you very much, Grant. So we are talking about fear today because it was Halloween this week, right? So I thought, mm-hmm. why not get our hearts racing uh, and tackle this spooky subject of fear? Because isn't it amazing how much sometimes fear can hold us back? It's actually scary to think that sometimes we do ourselves down just because we're afraid to put ourselves out there. So I thought, let's talk about it today. No, it's so true. Like just thinking back to my life, all the stuff that, you know, all those regrets that I had, it's where I've had that, that feeling, which I can't really define. And that's what I'm going to ask you next, gnawing away at me that I think is fear. So let's just start with that. I feel like we've all kind of experienced it, but how would you define fear and how can we spot it in ourselves or others? Yes, perfect segue. Nice one, Grant. Um, So fear is an emotional response, and it is triggered by a perceived threat or danger or an anticipation of harm. Something harmful is coming, and we are afraid of it. So it can manifest itself in various ways and in various different levels of intensity. You know, sometimes it's really bad, sometimes it's not so bad, we can handle it. But um, it can often lead to us sort of having changes in our thoughts, in our behavior, in how we feel in our body. You know, that, like I mentioned, the heart starts racing, the sweaty palms, all of that. And you can really start feeling that fear coming on. So it's that thought of something is coming and it's going to potentially be bad for me, essentially. Mm, yeah, exactly. It's, it's so weird, right? Because we're literally in these bodies that were designed for like fight or flight within 10 seconds or whatever and it's not appropriate anymore to do that but it's it's just basically the way Mm -hmm. we're built oh and speaking of bodies i think we'll get into that with you fern like just the physicality of fear and how it manifests itself physically but what are the different types of fear yeah, there are a lot of different types of fear. So as you can imagine, if somebody's got a phobia, which is obviously one type of fear, you know, you're you're afraid of a specific item or, you know, something in the world that you don't like. So for me, I'm just going to come clean and say it. I have always had a fear of balloons, which oh. 
sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? I mean, they can't hurt me, but they they always do have the threat of popping, and that scares me. Mm. So uh, I've always been afraid of balloons. But that can be very different, having a phobia, to having sort of like fear of, I don't know, maybe something like social anxiety, which, you know, kind of classifies mm. itself as fear of social situations, and it can often come along with embarrassment or hesitation or kind of humiliation, the fear of, I'm going to do something, I'm going to get made to look stupid here. Um, another kind of fear is panic disorder. So this can come on very quickly, and again, it can be very, very intense, where it can, you know, and all of those physical symptoms can kind of come up. So the rapid heart rate, the sweating, the shortness of breath, all of those things that we think about where our body just kind of sort of contorts and, and crunches in on itself and goes, oh, God, we've got, you know, that kind of fight or flight instinct that you were mentioning um, there, Grant. And then the, the last type of fear that I'll mention, because I think it's one that quite a lot of us have, is this internal fear. And that one, it's kind of like when we have a very harsh inner critic and we've got this voice in our head going, you're not good enough, you're going to fail, you're not going to be, you know, all the things that you want to be, you're never going to reach your dreams. And we can be actually really afraid of ourselves, which is crazy. And that's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning when we said we can hold ourselves back just for fear of, yeah. of what we're going to be able to do or not be able to do. Yeah, it can really be very devastating i guess is the appropriate word mm. but um you mentioned those anxious moments a little bit what would you say is the difference mm -hmm. between fear and anxiety uh brilliant question uh, the two do overlap quite a lot because anyone who's listening to this and i've just been going through some of these symptoms will think well that i thought that was anxiety right because those are all the symptoms that you get when you have anxiety the main difference between fear and anxiety is fear essentially is a response to something that is immediate, is known, or is specific. So it's something that is going to happen now in the present moment or very soon. We know what it is. There's a, you know, you can pinpoint it. This is the thing that I'm afraid of. And it's very specific. Whereas anxiety tends to be more kind of longstanding. It can be kind of like, a future perceived threat that might come, you know, what, all the what ifs and the, oh God, what, what if this happens? What if that happens? We don't know exactly what it is, mm. but it's a more kind of persistent fear that just stays with us. So fear is more kind of like it's happening now. Anxiety is more a kind of, oh God, you know, it's kind of the, the imagination in our minds. It's not so specific. And it's not kind of like a danger that is going to happen immediately. It's going to happen at some point in the future. And Fern, even as you're describing the differences or exactly what each of these things can feel like, I've, I can relate and it rings true uh, that this would affect our decision-making processes, our uh, actions, all kinds of things. So can we walk through that? Yes, and it does have a huge impact on, you know, on our thoughts, on our feelings, on our behavior. So it involves um, a lot of different, different parts, like I said. One of them is that you can become kind of risk averse. And you kind of step into this, I need control over everything. Because if I can control my environment, then I don't have to be so afraid because I'm not so vulnerable, perhaps. So we start doing things to, to attempt 
to control the uncontrollable because of course we can never control everything but we we try we try our best another way is that it can impair our judgment so we might start making very irrational decisions we might sort of think about things and because we're scared we're, we're making snap judgments they're not the best judgments but we're just doing it because we, you know we can't think straight essentially another big thing and again this kind of overlaps between anxiety and fear is avoidance behavior we'll just stop doing things we'll do things um we, you know we'll sort of say i'm not going to do that because it might be scary. you know i won't go to that party because i might make a fool of myself or i won't put myself over for that job because i might look silly and they might laugh me out of the office so we hold ourselves back in that way um and finally we can become quite hyper vigilant so that's the thing of you know someone can make you jump just you know just by sort of walking into the room because you're just waiting you know your body is on high alert for any kind of threat and so when as you can imagine when we're in any of these situations and we feel like this it can be very uncomfortable and we certainly can't really be ourselves because we're almost chained to this fear that's controlling us it's almost dare i say it a relief to know that like some of these experiences are very universal and uh you know you or i are not the only ones to have experienced it that's for sure um just curious yeah just curious but when we're talking about fear as it relates to disability does that affect us a little more a little differently how are those two related I think there's a lot of fear around disability, both as somebody who has a disability and from a non-disabled person's point of view. I think there's a lot of fear in terms of there's um, a lot of misconceptions around disability. There's a, a fear of kind of like, what would that be like for somebody who doesn't have a disability? I can't imagine what that would be like. And they can have expectations that maybe aren't true and can make them fear the disability more. I think a big fear around disability is I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to get it wrong. And that's why often people don't approach people with disabilities because they have this fear of, oh, God, I'm going to make a fool of myself. And then in terms of somebody who has a disability, there's a lot of stigma. Like we say, there are those misconceptions. There's kind of a fear of being dependent on others or limiting your, you know, you won't be able to do as much. Maybe I'll never get what I want because I've got a disability. And there's a big fear of inclusion. You know, maybe I'll be Mm. left out. Maybe I won't be able to join in with things because I have a disability. And also a fear of the future. You know, I know my disability right now, what, what, you know, what I'm facing with, what, you know, I'm kind of finding my way through it. But what if that changes and what will that mean for me and what will that mean for my life? So I do think there is a lot of fear around disability and we kind of need to work together to break that down a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting too to kind of compare the the way I feel it is like two um, related but very separate fears in what you're describing, which is one is that societal, that internalized ableism, the the stigma around uh, the history of what disability is and how we are, and then the sometimes the physical implications, right, or um, the barriers, the actual barriers to the practical way that we can feel like we're contributing to society or can't we? So that's really interesting. Can, in this context and in others, friend, can fear be a useful or adaptive emotion? Yes. And, and, you know, this is something that we often talk about when we have uncomfortable emotions. It's very easy to call them bad emotions or Mm -hmm. negative emotions because we don't like the way they feel. 
But, of course, fear is designed to protect us. You know, it's there to stop us from doing crazy things, you know, because if we didn't fear anything, we wouldn't, we'd just walk out into the road without even, you know, trying to not get hit by a car because we wouldn't have that piece of us that's going, hang on a minute, we can't do that. The other thing that fear does is it's a motivational thing. So it kind of motivates us to take precautions against doing things that might be bad for us or harmful to us. And it can kind of, you know, sometimes we can fear, like I said before, kind of not achieving what we want to. So it can motivate us to take the steps we need in order to actually succeed at what we want. You know, I really just wanted to get to this one because we're a little short on time. Uh, what are some effective strategies for managing, overcoming, dealing with this highly universal emotion? Yeah, so again, I think it's a lot to do with kind of education and understanding. We talked about it with the disability um, question, where I think the more we can understand things and the more we can kind of... Um, you know, break down those thoughts that we have in our mind of what, what will this be like or what will that be like and, you know, and not kind of fear it so much. The more we can have answers to our what-if questions, the less we'll be afraid of those things. So I do think a big part of it is just having those conversations and understanding. Another part, of course, is, you know, sort of being able to relax yourself and have, you know, maybe some techniques and some strategies up your sleeve to calm yourself down when you fear those, when you feel those um, feelings of fear creeping up on you. And also kind of getting used to things, you know, sort of, if you have a fear, just gradually expose yourself to it and also seek support with it, you know, because there are lots of people around who will be there to hold your hand. So if you have a fear of a particular situation or a particular thing, don't don't avoid it altogether, but perhaps in a safe way, have have somebody there that can kind of be your wing person and help you get through that and help you to, to feel a little bit more comfortable with it. And then hopefully that fear will dissolve a little bit. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Uh, lots of good stuff to think about there. Thank you so much, Fern. No worries. Thank you. Have a lovely show and nothing scary. You too. <laughs> Fern at Lalam joins us every other Thursday opposite What in the World. And after the break, as we have him around every Thursday, we got the buzz with Bill Shackleton. He's going to ask us if we would live in a house where there's been a murder. Uh-oh. <laughs> All I know is I think it's illegal not to tell us <laughs> that there's been a murder. All right, we'll find out more about this story after the break. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.